Welcome to Kegor Lesson. I'm delighted to say that I'm joined once again by Fabrizio Romano as I continue to fill in for Luis Miguel Echegaray. He's back next week, but until then, you're stuck with me. No more Jack Grealish this time. I'm here to speak <laughs> with Fabrizio about the man of the moment, the man on everybody's lips, Lionel Messi and his future. Fabrizio, how are you doing? Hello, hello, John. Thank you. I'm fine. I'm fine. Thank you. I hope uh, you will have some nice time in Paris also with Leo Messi after many and many top players in the last years. And so Messi, I think, is coming soon. Yeah, very, very interesting. The updates over the last few days, obviously, we know there was the shock announcement on Thursday that Lionel Messi will not be staying uh, with Barcelona. And then everything has really sped up these last few hours. Uh, it's now looking likely that he will end up... Uh, playing for PSG uh, this coming season. What more can you tell us about the situation at this moment in time? First of all, as you said, the situation with Barcelona was a total shock to, to Leo Messi. And that's why also uh, I think he will need some time. Today was a quiet day on the negotiation. But as you say, yesterday was so intense on, on, on Friday when uh, the lawyers of Leo Messi, his father Jorge, they were in contact with Paris Saint-Germain. They were talking about the contract. So Immediately after the statement of, of Barcelona, Paris Saint-Germain started to work on the situation of Leo Messi. Uh, they started to work with Leonardo, of course, but also with Nasser Al-Khelaifi, directly with the father of Leo Messi, Jorge Messi, but also with Neymar to talk directly with the player, with his big friend Leo Messi, to convince him about this big opportunity. So on Friday morning in the dressing room of Paris Saint-Germain, I'm told that the confidence was so high. They are convinced that Leo Messi is coming and also people close to Neymar know that Leo is is really coming. Now they need to find an agreement on the economical point of view and they are working on it from Paris Saint-Germain. Also today, Messi camp, they say uh, we are waiting to see what's going to happen in the coming hours because we are waiting for uh, for Paris Saint-Germain contract. So Jorge Messi is now waiting for this contract to arrive, to discuss with Leo, to see by economical point of view, the length of the contract and everything. It would be a two years contract proposed from Paris Saint-Germain with the option to extend this contract for one more season. So they're working on the base of the contract on every detail and then Leo will give his final answer but he's really open to accept this Paris Saint-Germain bid also because he's really tempted now he wants to focus in the next 24 hours on Barcelona on Barcelona farewell because he's going to talk at Camp Nou and will be important moment for him after spending all his life as Barcelona player so it will be important for him to be focusing on this and because he's in a shock because it's true that Leo is in a shock since uh, Thursday afternoon he started to be really in a, really sad and disappointed about the situation and then since I think Monday, we can think about the situation starting from Monday, we will think about the Paris Saint-Germain situation and next week, everything could be complete. There were many people who suspected that this might be some way of possibly bringing La Liga back to the table to negotiate a way for Barcelona uh, to finally register their new signings and also uh, Lionel Messi's uh, new contract. When did you realize uh, that this it wasn't a tactic to bring La Liga back to the table at all and that Messi was really leaving Barcelona? Was it Thursday or was it before then? To be honest with you, during Thursday afternoon and Thursday evening, I was also thinking of this possibility because the feeling around Barcelona on Thursday afternoon when the first rumor started from Marca and many other uh, Spanish papers or journalists, uh, the answer from Barcelona was, we have a serious problem. Yes, we are in trouble, but we will work in the coming hours to resolve this situation and to sign the contract of Leo Messi. So they were still confident to do it, also with, with the terrible situation with La Liga, but they were still hoping to do it. 
it was like early afternoon. Then during the afternoon, the situation was totally collapsing and they had to do the, the statement during the night. So uh, my feeling was at the start of the situation was, okay, maybe they have big problems with the Liga, but they're putting some pressure and they can find uh, a solution. Then talking with some source close to Leo Messi and not to Barcelona, the answer was during Thursday night, the answer was, from Barcelona, they say that the situation is permanent. They were not saying, okay, we do this strategy to put pressure on the Liga. We are really in trouble. And from Messi's side, they were appreciating also how Laporta was talking with Messi, how honestly he was talking with Leo Messi about the financial situation. Uh, Messi knows that Barcelona did everything they can, they can this many and many months of negotiation to find an agreement, to find a solution. And Messi did many things to help Barcelona in this situation. They did everything they, they, they can in this kind of situation to sign the contract. But on Thursday night, I was understanding that it was over between Messi and Barcelona and it was not the strategy. It was 100% over. Also because on Thursday night from Paris Saint-Germain, they started to confirm, yes, we are going on Leo Messi because we know we have chances. So that's how it started. It was really fast. So now in the situation that Barcelona are in, is there a realistic possibility that they can't still uh, register the players that they've signed this summer, the likes of Depay, the likes of Sergio Aguero, the likes of Eric Garcia? Uh, I'm told that during these meetings between Barcelona and Leo Messi from Barcelona, from Juan Laporta, they told Leo Messi, we are in trouble also with the other signings. So we need to do something to register Kunagero, to register Memphis Depay and to register Garcia. So that's why they are in trouble, not just with Leo Messi, but they need to sell some players in the coming days, like Coutinho, like Miralem Pjanic, like Samuel Ontiti, to find some solution. Because they need to do this to, to, to register the other players. So yes, they are in trouble also with the other signings. But we have to say that Juan Laporta has been really confident in the press conference saying that I hope we won't have any problem. We can find a solution. We will go with these players in the new season. So I think without Leo Messi wages and salary in the coming years, I think for Barcelona, the situation on the financial point is improving. And that's why maybe they can find a solution with the other players. And now... Obviously, with Messi potentially coming in for PSG, there's lots of speculation about what it could mean for, for Kylian Mbappe. I was at Maurizio Pochettino's press conference on Friday uh, when he was asked about a possible arrival of Messi. Would it mean the, the, the end for Mbappe? Would it mean him leaving? He said no. Uh, do you get any impression that the, that stance could change or is Mbappe going to be staying at PSG regardless of what happens with Messi? At the moment, from Paris Saint-Germain, they are still on the same position. They are still convinced that Mbappé will stay this season. They don't know about the contract because they don't have an agreement with, with Mbappé on the contract, on the new contract. So that's why they are still uh, with a question mark for the future of Mbappé. But when they say future, they mean next summer because they are convinced that this summer, the situation of Messi is not linked to Mbappé. And they are convinced that they can keep Bappé at the club also if they sign Leo Messi. So, you know, this is Paris Saint-Germain position. From Real Madrid, they are still saying the same thing since many and many months. So if Paris Saint-Germain will change their position, also if it's the last week of transfers, we are ready to do something because from Real Madrid, they are obsessed with Bappé. They want Kylian Bappé this summer, next summer. When they can sign Bappé, they will jump in the deal, when they will have the opportunity. So uh, at the moment, the situation is still quiet, to be honest, around Bappé. Uh, I don't see anything imminent like next few days, but maybe we will see after announcing Messi, if Paris Saint-Germain will state something different. As of now, they are still relaxed on Bappé situation. 
and surely Messi's arrival at Parc des Princes would also be part of a PSG strategy to maybe convince Mbappe of their ambition uh, and their chances of winning the Champions League this season and um, being dominant in Europe for the next couple of years. Yes, you know better than me on this and I 100% agree with you because they want this kind of strategy. Uh, but I would say the world market, of course, Leo Messi is the biggest star and so he's something legendary to Paris Saint-Germain. So it's normal that he's the man for Paris Saint-Germain this summer. But as you said, the world market uh, is, is really in this in this kind of sense also for Mbappé. To show Mbappé, we want to do something really important. And so it's Donnarumma, best player of the Euros. He's Akimi, in my personal opinion, best right back in the world as of now. Uh, is many and Sergio Ramos, we don't need to talk about him. Gini Vainaldum was going to Barcelona and now he's a Paris Saint-Germain. So they're doing something incredible also to show Kylian Mbappé, this is our project and we want to do something enormous for the future. So that's why the feeling is that, yes, they are trying to convince Mbappé with this strategy, my feeling is at the moment there is still no agreement and Mbappé is going to decide for himself and not just for how many players Paris Saint-Germain will sign. And one final one uh, on Messi. There's been speculation that he might end up uh, playing in America at some point in his future in MLS. Uh, do you think that him potentially joining PSG could be an obstacle to, to him moving to America? Because we also know that he wants to go to Newell's Old Boys for the very end of his career to finish his career at, uh, at, at his boyhood club. So is a PSG move something that could complicate uh, a move to uh, MLS? To be honest with you, maybe complicate, yes, in the sense that maybe going to Manchester City will have helped him directly with New York and this kind of solution. So, of course, he had many other solutions, also staying at Barcelona. Maybe they would allow him to go to other clubs easily in the coming years. But I want to say that players like Leo Messi, they decide by themselves what they want to do. So if Messi in two years will say to, Barcelona, to Paris Saint-Germain, I want to leave the club and I want to go to MLS uh, or to, to, to New Old Soul Boys, as you mentioned, I'm sure that he will be free to do what he wants. So I don't see Leo Messi with big problems on his future if he will pick this kind of solution. He's not decided yet. He's enjoying European football and that's why he's going to Paris Saint-Germain, maybe. And of course, we know that PSG have very good links with David Beckham in Miami as well. Fabrizio, thank you for yes. joining me to chat about Lionel Messi. Uh, we will be back with you uh, in the coming days to, to discuss how the situation has evolved. Thank you. Thank you. We will be talking about Leo Messi and many other things. And thank you as always. Uh, always nice to be here on Kegolasso and on CBS Sports. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account. Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to Kego Lesso. I'm delighted to say that I'm still joined by Fabrizio Romano. And we're going to turn our attention now from Lionel Messi to Romelu Lukaku. There's been big developments uh, over the past few hours. Obviously, we've known for the last few days about the interest of Chelsea in uh, Inter Milan's Romelu Lukaku. But Fabrizio... Can you give us the update of what's been going on uh, in the last 24 hours with this uh, potential move? Yes, because finally the official bid from Chelsea for Romelu Lukaku arrived. Inter were waiting for this bid since three or four days after having a first bid, opening bid, 100 million euro, and Marcos Alonso, including the negotiation, turned down by Inter because they wanted more than this. They wanted only cash and no players involved in the negotiation. And that's what Chelsea did with Marina Granovskaya making an important bid for 115 million euro to Inter guaranteed. And that's why Inter decided to accept the bid on Sunday afternoon. Uh, talks also yesterday night were really uh, advanced and really in a positive way between Inter and Chelsea to, to reach an agreement. Lukaku has an agreement on personal terms with Chelsea since days. It's a five-year contract for 12 million euro per season net. So his salary will be improving after having 8 million euro at Inter. And so Lukaku is set to join Chelsea. Everything has been agreed between the two clubs. And in the coming days, paperwork will be completed and the player will be flying to London to be back at Chelsea. Yeah, you said that he's going back to Chelsea. So obviously that's a huge boost to Thomas Tuchel and the European champions at Stamford Bridge. Is there any possibility that, I mean, we saw Chelsea signing lots of attacking players uh, last summer. Is there any possibility now that Romelu Lukaku's arrival means that one of those um, attacking figures could be on their way out before the end of the transfer window? I think yes. I think yes. We have to say that they lost Olivia Giroud to join, of course, AC Milan. So they already lost one player. But I think that also Tammy Abraham will will be leaving the club this summer. He wants to play and having Timo Werner, having, of course, Omer Lukaku, it's a big problem for him. He wants to play. He wants to have game time. So that's why he's looking for some solution in Premier League, maybe, because there are clubs interested in him like West Ham and Arsenal having an interest in, in Tammy Abraham. But also Atalanta in Serie A, they will have a meeting on Monday with uh, with Chelsea for Tammy Abraham to see if they can reach an agreement. They are prepared to bid 40 million euro for Tammy Abraham because maybe Duvan Zapata, Atalanta, Colombia striker, will be the replacement of Lukaku for Inter. So this could be the domino of strike between Serie A and Premier League but at the moment there is still no agreement between Inter and Atalanta for Duan Zapata and between Chelsea and Atalanta for Temi Abraham so that's why we need to wait some days to see how it develops but for sure the first one was Lukaku to Chelsea and now it's done and completed so I think in the coming days also Abraham will know about his future. With Inter already selling Ashraf Hakimi to PSG and now losing uh, Lukaku as well at the start of the summer the, the idea was that Inter would only need to sell one star player uh, in order to not have any more financial problems. What's changed in their situation? Because this is a massive blow uh, for Inter's project. You know, they've just won the Serie A title uh, for the first time in, in over 10 years. And now it's looking very difficult for them to defend that title. They are in a terrible financial situation. We have to be honest, Inter are in a terrible financial situation. We were talking about Barcelona in the last days, about Messi, but Inter are in a terrible situation too. So as you say, the plan was to sell only one player. And let's remember that they also lost Antonio Conte, one of the best managers in the world, to have Simone Inzaghi, who is a good one, but never had the chance to be uh, a winner with 
Serie A or these kind of things because he was working very well with Lazio, but of course he's not Antonio Conte. And talking about players, as you say, they had the plan to sell only Ashraf Hakimi for 70 million euro to Paris Saint-Germain, but they think that when this big bid arrived for Romelu Lukaku, they can't say no in this kind of moment of financial point, but also they were not expecting this kind of bid because Inter CEO Marotta was saying some days ago, it was one week ago, he's untouchable, he's a key player, we are going to continue with him and Lukaku himself was really happy at Inter. So they were really planning to continue together. They were not expecting Chelsea to offer 115 million euro. It's the biggest sale of the history of Serie A. So they think that in this moment with COVID situation still in the air for top clubs they can't refuse this kind of bit and they need to do it because Inter are in trouble by financial point of view and how important as well was uh, Lukaku's openness uh, to a return to to Chelsea in in making sure that Inter accepted this offer this was so important this was so important and you're right to mention it because uh, Romero Lukaku wanted to join Chelsea Some, sometimes during the negotiation when the first contest started in, in, in July from Romero Lukaku he was not 100% convinced not about Chelsea but because he wanted to stay at Inter he was really happy with Inter project also if they lost Antonio Conte who is more than a manager for, for Romero Lukaku but he was happy with the new manager so he was prepared to restart with Inter he was playing on social media also talking Inter talking about the future so he was prepared to continue with Inter project. Then when he understood that the club was prepared to sell him to Chelsea, because when Chelsea were going really serious with the opening bid, Inter were really tempted. It's about the ownership more than about the board, because the board of Inter, they were against selling Romero Lukaku this summer. They wanted to keep the player. Uh, so that's why it was a bit shocking also for the player. But he decided to, to accept because it was a huge opportunity for him. He is maybe understanding that at Inter now winning will be difficult because they won the league, but they are in trouble on financial point of view. They lost Conte, they lost Hakimi, they're losing Lukaku. So he knows that maybe the project of Inter is not so ambitious as of now as he was hoping when he signed for Inter two years ago. And that's why he decided to go to Chelsea. They are champions of Europe, a lot of money, investing money again because now they will go for Kunde as centre-back. So they're planning for something bigger and that's why Lukaku decided to accept. We've seen in the last couple of days two very big transfers uh, coming to be finalised. We've seen Jack Grealish go to Manchester City for a British record fee. Uh, and then we're going to have uh, Lukaku going to Chelsea. Do you think that there is enough uh, momentum in this transfer window for there to be at least one more big transfer, at least in the Premier League? I think yes. I think yes. I will keep an eye on, on Harry Kane because the situation of Harry Kane could be maybe the next one if Tottenham will change their position because at the moment they are still saying that the player will stay and Daniel Levy will be really a strong one to negotiate with for this kind of players. It's really difficult to negotiate with him when you're going for normal players. Imagine when you're going for the biggest star of Tottenham. But uh, I will keep an eye on him because Guardiola two days ago, he was really... Uh, happy to talk about Harry Kane and Manchester City interest. He was really strong in his words, talking in a positive way of Harry Kane. So I think that Manchester City will try again in the coming days if Tottenham will change their position. Fantastic stuff. Thank you very much for joining me and clearing all of that up, Fabrizio. Like I said earlier, we're going to be back with you in the next couple of days, talking more Messi, talking more Lukaku and everything else that's going on uh, on the transfer market. But thank you for now for, for joining us on Kegolesso. Thank you. Thank you, John, as always. Always a pleasure. And see you soon on Kegolasso and on CBS Sports. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or 
I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 